Guess who has returned again? Padomai's back. Oh boy. And we're doing something a little bit different this time. Yep. We're going to do a little uh, episode watching today. Oh, we're giving them the shake and bake. Oh. It was the cinematography. Holy moly tea. Oh boy. With a pot of my in your eye and in your ears. <laughs> Just like that, your wait has ended. How you doing, everybody? Hey, folks, come on, stay. I hope you missed us. We missed you. Yes. Dan, sir, how you been? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. How you doing, Ty? I'm hanging in there myself. Recently, just uh, fought off a little bit of a stomach bug. Had a little Tony Funhouse situation. Yes. (laughs) And the entire time while I was fighting off that bug, I was thinking this is a Tony Um, Funhouse situation. Yo, it wasn't from my restaurant because, you know, I don't serve that ghee. You you have any ghee, you know, that's, you get a a rancid hit of that and oof, my own. (laughs) I can imagine. What the fuck? Am I going to get sick now? (laughs) But uh, glad that you're feeling better, T. Glad to have you here. Yes. Glad to be back recording another part of my episode. We're bringing something just a little bit different to you. Excuse me. Just a little bit different to you. We are actually going to go through an entire episode this time. Usually we do themes. We pick kind of areas throughout multiple episodes or seasons or character plots and things like that to kind of focus on. But we're going to pick one episode this time and kind of watch through it, kind of give you some commentary, give us some insights, you know, talk the shit a little bit, you know, go a little off the rails here, there, everywhere. (laughs) And we are going... Like a blue comet. Yes, exactly. Blue comet train. Like the rest of the themes kind of that we do, we, we plan on doing multiple episodes like this, but we're going to begin in uh, season one with one of the episodes that I personally find most intriguing. I know yeah. it is up there on Dan's list as well. Yes, sir. It is an episode that is very important, but it's also one that I think sometimes flies a little bit under the radar when people talk about favorite episodes or best episodes and Things like that. And of course, I am talking about none under the none other, excuse me, <laughs> than episode twelve, Isabella. Yeah, Isabella. The Belladonna. That sounded terrible. The Belladonna. <laughs> but on. And right. uh you're loaded up with some some info on uh who put this uh, fine piece together, no? Oh yeah, yeah. I got a little uh it's uh, directed by Alan Coulter. He directed uh twelve magnificent episodes of the Sopranos spanning across five seasons and you got uh the writers uh robin green and mitchell burgess wrote the episode and they wrote 22 episodes to get uh each of the sopranos then personally dan and i were just talking about this a little bit before um that pairing is up there for me uh, towards the top of my list of uh, writers on the show but as we mentioned it's incredibly difficult to, to pick your favorite at least for the two of us because uh just about all of them pack quite the punch mm-hmm. absolutely yeah some they've had some heavy hitters under their belts um i think another one that came out of the radar was uh university mm-hmm. third season mm-hmm. uh, i think they all three worked together on that as well if i'm not mistaken but uh yeah some uh some big hitters if you will 
and Isabella to us feels like a big one. Another thing I want to mention, it's uh, second to the last episode of the first season. A lot of the, those second to last, what is it, pen, penultimate, pentultimate, is that the word? It's right? over my head, team. Pen, pentultimate episodes. I, I of, believe you're correct, though. Of, the, of each season, I would say, uh, are just bangers, as the kids call them, T. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just big ones just boom you know right before the finale of each season which you know as well each finale of each season is incredible work so no need to uh go on any more on that but and and, uh here's what we want to do we want to kind of invite you along if you're able to listen to us at home and maybe play the episode while you're listening to us Absolutely. We invite you to do that. We are going to start the episode here in just a couple seconds. We'll let you know so you can kind of match it up as best as possible. But we thought this would be a kind of cool way just for you to be able to watch the episode, but also hear kind of our commentary, our analysis, uh, all those things. So, Dan, if you have anything more to add, otherwise, nope, let her rip and let her be begin. Paddle my commentary on Isabella, and we are starting the episode in three, two, one. Home. Home. And of course, we're no stunads. We're starting from the very beginning, including with the intro, even though we have it on mute. Dan and I had a nice little... Uh, healthy respectful <laughs> debate here no it really wasn't a debate but we just dis- we <laughs> yeah. discussed for uh, a little back com- yeah. healthy conversation <laughs> back just figuring out the, if we whether were gonna or not. yeah if we were gonna play the the, ba- the episode in the background uh there is definitely some good reason to do we d- we're not sure if we we're able to do it which is a, one of the reasons why we decided not to but uh yeah we, we figured this is kind of a cool way to go about doing it but there's no way any Sopranos fan in their right mind ever watches an episode and skips the intro. Absolutely. Doesn't matter. Drive safely, it, folks. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're doing like what you're doing and you're watching it on mute. You know, the, the, the New Jersey scenery, it's beautiful to a, a certain type of person. Oh, and yeah, that type of person is a fan of the show. It's a vibe for sure. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, it's classic Jersey too. I mean, if you actually, you know, you still dr- drive through Jersey, it's still very much that same mm-hmm. feeling, you know, very it, industrial area going through the North Jersey area. Right. Cause we're not from Jersey, but we've mentioned we're not super duper far from it. So we both have the experience of a handful of occasions and whatnot. And it's it's a state that gives you a lot of different feelings depending on where you are. Kind of like you said, but there is a very interesting highway-esque feeling throughout the state. Absolutely. The old a lot of roadways, a lot of yes. roads. Pits of enormous crossroads. And so it begins in the funeral parlor. The funeral of Mariolina. We got uh, Jimmy Altieri, you know, the pork chop. And uh, got him shaking hands with that June, you know. he's, You know, he thought he was uh, right about that thing he did, you know. Brendan Falone. I it's interesting. I always there's something about this scene that hits me about like Jimmy because with the whole rat thing and with Junior not wanting to like have a conversation with me, it just I even though I don't think that's what's going on there, that's always what resonates to me. I don't know. It's just interesting. Now we have Christopher and Syl in the back room of the Bing, and this one is an interesting scene to me because one of the things we're going to point out is that the hallucinations don't 
it doesn't really add up. There's there's certain things about the hallucination, when it starts, when it ends, what goes on, that doesn't really make sense, and this is one of them. See, Christopher, he's wearing his little tracksuit here, and I'm just mentioning that for, you know, continuity reasons, because right. we're going to see him in a couple scenes in Tony's house, but in this scene, he says he just came from Tony's, and that right. he's worried about him because he's depressed, Right. which is what we're going to see hmm. in a couple of scenes, a bit, a bit chopping around of scenes there. right so it's just also, interesting hilarious line there with the uh what the fuck do you know about depression great great it's still line very but much so now could, in the now in tony and carmela's bedroom a, a classic moment of tony in the bed oh yeah that classic memes you know half head in the in the pillow just oh you know. half head what the hell are you talking about half oh he's oh, getting a combo t oh good filthy about it <laughs> Getting a half and half. <laughs> half and half in the back seat. <laughs> but yes, this is <laughs> this is uh this is also a big one because here the interesting thing as Carmen and Tony are still talking, so he's he's already depressed. So at this moment nothing has indicated that the hallucination has begun. Right. Except until the car opens the window, she wants them to get some light, like those Alaskans, you know. Yeah, see, they, I, you know, they cut off from the sun, or they get too much sunlight. What is it? I well, well I, I thought. Or, I, no, no, you I know, I timed it out better because it's the, the it's the opposite. The Alaskans they get uh, they get yeah, they all get sun at, at one point and then no, no sun, sun yeah. at another point. They so wear they, little hats with lights on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then this is an interesting thing. So Carmelo's going to get the suit for uh, AJ for his formal. We're going to mention a little later on, there's actually a deleted scene in which they, uh, which there's no video of, but we do have a script handy oh. that uh, we actually can give you some insight on that. But uh, we'll get back to that a little later. Right, on. because now Mr. T is taking a walk to the window for the first time, and he lays his eyes on none other than Isabella herself. Oof. So, that's the interesting thing. First of all, like you said, oof, Maron, quite the looker. <laughs> but she is the hallucination. Right. He has not yet taken the medicine as far as a viewer is concerned because he's about to walk to the medicine cabinet shortly and take his medicine. Oh, yeah. So, here's the first kind of continuity error, so you will, within the hallucination or the, the outlook, the play out, blah, blah, blah. We're, he's hallucinating for us before we've seen him take his medicine. So, are we supposed to assume he's been on this dosage for quite some time? Something I just got to mention: the Kuzmanos don't got a fucking dryer. Well, you know what? Because like she's hanging, she's hanging the clothes old style Italian, like my uh, old aunts used to. It, I, uh, it's a great point. My great aunts. That is a, a fantastic from the point. old country, you know. But now we got Tony down in some uh, some heavy Prozac right now with cool. the lithium. There it is. Ayo. That is the key to the hallucination. And the song that is playing is a, is, is a key one because it comes up later in the episode, Tiny Tears. We've talked about that in our previous episodes where we dis, uh, discuss some of the songs that played throughout the episode. But this is kind of a big one because it may have some indication on beginning and ending of hallucination. <clears throat> Again, we're going to kind of discuss why it doesn't totally line up, but as Tony is beginning to doze off into his stupor, it's a, it's a great <laughs> visual. down in the shower stall. With the song playing, it really and is then, perfect. And then, hold on, we get a nice, what's called a Dutch angle, this tilt of the camera, 
that's used to kind of, uh, you know, uh, amplify a scene, you know, especially with that drug use that helps, you know, show that he's kind of out of focus, maybe on a tilt, if you will. And then we are, are now back at the funeral of Mariolina with Junior, with uh, Mikey, and uh, was that Chucky, right? Mm-hmm. Pork Chop Altieri, you know, they're talking about. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Junior's getting the deets on the, uh, uh, you know, on the supposed hit on Tony. And uh, this is, this is a, this, so here's another big point. Mikey just said to Junior, it's happening tomorrow. But we'll see, I'll point out a little bit later why that timeline doesn't quite make a lot of sense. But right. they got peace to do in this place. <laughs> yes, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey just told Junior it's happening tomorrow. He's not interested. And now this is a classic, just I an like absolute classic Junior. Hand job, hand job, him and Vincent Maniscalco, funny shit. Shout out to Sebastian Maniscalco, comedian. But also behind the chicken, uh, the alley behind the chicken mart. I think that's funny because she's, uh, you know, dead woman there, laying there. And then uh, you get um, those references with the chicken and egg, with well, egg references that some say may reference death through the show. And uh, I think that may be, may, you know, one of those first touches on that. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, could be a reach there. Mm-hmm. No, it's a I good point. it was very rare, you know. One of those crazy lines that Junior insight. throws out there, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. And the other, not to not to gloss over, but sure. the uh, Jack shit for Jesus, thousand bucks oh, for Honus Wagner. Hell yeah, that is another, another absolute classic. Junior brought him throughout the whole series, but season one he had a few. He yeah. really did. Oh yeah. Jesus, Michael, like delegate, oh, delegate. We got a clock showing some time here, two thirty something, right? And if you will, I will allow you to pause us or mute us for just a moment because this is an, another interesting point of the episode. Because if you can, you hear as Tony's standing in the kitchen talking to Christopher, wearing the outfit that he was just wearing in the scene where he said he just came from Chris from Tony's house and he was already depressed. Right. But you'll hear there's a drop of water. Right. Sounds like sounds like maybe a sink, maybe from the shower, possibly the shower that we just saw Tony in. It's a little bit faint, so you might have to turn up the episode and really hone in to hear it. So, right. and also she had uh, wanted to wash his robe, but he said, you know, you refused, and then, then we'll see uh, later. He goes to uh, clean his uh, get his pants from the dryer, and then he's in a different outfit. So it's kind of a bit jump around, but uh, yeah, it begs the question. Uh, is Chrissy is that scene from before is it kind of jumping around just to give that shifty feeling of that hallucination like you like the viewer themselves don't know or did this not happen or did this not happen also another funny detail because we have the script we know that little things that are cut out from the final on this particular draft and you can see as uh, Christopher turns to see where T is going there's a Clark bar out of nowhere Clark bar sitting on the counter which apparently Christopher in the script says that's that's T's favorite. Mm-hmm. He, he brought it for Tony. Tony looks at it with uh, tears in his eyes. He's pained. He can't look at it. And uh, they kind of just leave it at that. But then, yeah, yeah exactly. You Tony, see it. he's going to get his fucking pants out the dry. And Chrissy's worried for him. But and then, now we have the, the seminal moment. Yes, Tony picking up a piece of clothing from the Isabella character. He's about to meet for the first time. Also, you gotta love giving it the sniff, like a like a real it the creep. Sniff the poly sniff, you know, like a real. And then creep. also for the doesn't really. Uh, it's like he kind of just flew 
flowed through their fence, uh, the Cusimano right. fence, and then through that that little flowered archway there, and then hands Isabella back her uh, little blouse that uh, he doesn't know what to call it in Italian. That really is such it. a weird archway, the way it's just positioned there, because yeah. like that that yard is so like then, undone to that point. You see the fence, <laughs> and then you see the fence behind it. Right, is, <laughs> there's no, there's just no floated point. Right through. He just, he just hallucinated right through. Also, something to note I didn't note before when she was putting up the clothes. Also, her clothing, the little kind of uh, tarp, uh, little, um, what you would call it? Uh, I was going to say awning, uh, you know, cover cover over her, um, is uh, a lot of white going on. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's like uh, usually a sign of like some purity, you know, uh, Could be also angel. death as well. Mm-hmm. We hear that later. Which... Uh, so you know, it's a lot of a uh, lot of asshole symbolism. Frost. A lot of <laughs> asshole Robert Frost, you know. A lot but of symbolism, a and uh, the she's sitting on a white wicker chair. White wicker chair as well, right? The white dress, uh, and a dental student as well. Uh, I think we'll do another episode. I've mentioned this before, I think, but on dem- real quick, I'm sorry. And, Did yes. you notice? The tracksuit that he's wearing. Too. He, he's wearing he was wearing same. a puff jacket. He was wearing oh, a puffy over, jacket over the yeah. But yeah, then yeah, yeah. We, to hide himself, just so Tony didn't. See. And then he's because then he's not wearing it later. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, it's, no, it's yeah. So it's such a quick little quick little hitter because yeah. he's not wearing it when he when we're gonna see him pull up here right in a second. Which <laughs> this is this is a this is you know one of the parts of the of the episode that is you know really important in my opinion in terms of like the hallucination and all these things that we're trying to point out because this is the same day right so a day has not taken place but right now the hit is supposed uh, a day has not passed but the hit is supposed to go down we're looking at the the, we're looking at the guys who are supposed to do the hit and we were just told it was supposed to take place tomorrow right but a day hasn't passed so what's going on timeline got fucked up (laughs) timeline got fucked up d (laughs) uh, and now here you go he's not wearing the jacket he's back in the sweatsuit that we saw him in earlier i think yeah the jacket might have just been in case t was passing him just like the i I guess so hide himself but another thing to mention too, um, the uh, the song playing uh, "Cry" by Thornetta Davis, um, great song. It's a uh, it's a particular favorite of mine through the uh, throughout the music used in the show. But uh, I think for this particular scene, it's uh, the lyrics say um, are something about a mother crying for a lost child, and obviously in this scene we have a mother putting a hit on her child, so about to have a lost child, and they. Oh, pretty a bit of a odd way, but <laughs> so uh, and you know I think a lot of those lyrics kind of uh, serve to the what's going on in the scene, which uh, we've talked about in the one music episode. We'll talk about in a future one as well. But it's a great moment that Chris kind of foils the uh, attempted plot, the attempted hit on Tony. It's, it's funny because he kind of parks his car in the middle of the street and then he just leaves it there. Mm-hmm. Now you know donuts. He, no wonder T can't lose weight. <laughs> great line too. There's this humor in the in the heavy moments, and this shot now going to Junior throwing up this like I don't know this dolly going in. I wish they did more shots like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it, but then this and then panning to Mikey. I <laughs> I love that shot. No, you're, you know what? I never really thought me. about that, yeah. but it is a great one. It's for some reason it's so particular, and every time it just and Junior throwing just that's <laughs> so. Had yeah, a bad night, Junior. I, 
this it's all just how could you know so junior and mikey they're talking about how the hit didn't go down and now they're about to see this guy who was supposed to arrange the hit and this is another interesting point that i'm gonna classic uh firebird yeah for sure pontiac firebird so here he is he's kind of explaining Kawhi couldn't go down there was you know there were people there what do you fucking want but they're about to take this fucking guy out, right? So I find it interesting. This is kind of an assumption on my behalf. This really doesn't connect that much, but I kind of find it interesting. They take him out because he starts running his mouth. He just mentions this guy, just mentions that Tony Soprano wants, his own mother wants it and clipped or whacked, excuse me. No, I mean, you were great. So this is why they decide to, to, to pop him right, right then and there. But the guys that he hires to still do the hit are still doing the hit. I feel like that's kind of a loose end that doesn't really make sense. Right. If this guy's running his mouth, wouldn't you assume those guys are not trustworthy either? The guys that he hired? I just kind of find it a little bit interesting. Like I said, it's it's an assumption to point that to this kind of overarching theme of the hallucination yeah. not making sense yeah. but this whole fucked up timeline right <laughs> and then hey donnie sorry <laughs> a great great, yeah, mikey, great mikey shit just to, yeah. you know hijack by jack you know he just had some uh some great hits and mikey. you've been pounding that drum for a while i gotta give you credit but i'm i'm on it he had some uh some real lasting power that didn't get used unfortunately right. for him but he and had some to, good moments early not to on. cut you there the lyrics in that song there i am a bonfire i am a vampire i'm waiting for my moment junior right there mm. a bit of a vampire there you go waiting for his moment there you, know? you go it always kills me to be honest with you when when fans of the show are, always say oh that can't be true it's too on the nose you know what i'm sorry sometimes they were on the nose like mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know i love this show you love this show we all love this show but sometimes they made mistakes or they they were on the nose or they were this I that think, and the other I think it happens things aren't done on the nose with taste right i think right. it's fine which and that's I the think, case right did. then and there exactly then we have Tony in that same uh, outfit now in Melfi's office. Obviously, he was going in, which is another weird thing because it's like, so the hit didn't happen. And then it's like almost an, it's kind of another weird time skip or just kind of jump of uh, or maybe jump between scenes, you know, maybe happening at the same time, I guess, you know. But now Tony in Melfi's office, I guess, right after Chris had uh, foiled the hit. And then and I'm not going to mention it right now. I'll get to in a couple scenes, but I'll circle back to exactly what you're talking about how wide this is an interesting kind of time jump and like i said we'll talk about it in a couple more scenes but it's um you know when you know that that he is hallucinating this this whole session with melfi comes across as i think honestly other than the phone call at the end with dr melfi his entire sessions in this episode with melfi come across as a little strange they they're strange but i think the fact that she knows like all about the isabella thing and he tells her about isabella in this scene Mm -hmm. leads me to believe that this is maybe the one of the few parts that he didn't like Mm -hmm. he so he may have gotten changed and then went right to melfi's Mm -hmm. but then everything in between was hallucinate right you know so that's that's an interesting thing because dan and i talk about this all the time and i go back and forth every time i watch (laughs) this episode when it's killer right when did it start your brain if you don't if you don't if you start to really hype like just get really 
into you, this, you, you're you gonna, will, you're yeah. gonna see it. You'll because... come up with a different answer every single time for when it's when the hallucination hallucination stop, starts, <laughs> ends. Does it pick up? Does it stop and start? Does it go for one time and end and blah blah blah? You will change your opinion every single time. And now we're at the chemists, and, which are odd, right. odd, uh, old place to. I mean, I guess people get their prescriptions. That's like an old-timey place to call it a chemist, though, to get their prescription. Yeah, you don't really hear that much anymore. And the way that you have kind of the... The, the bottles. Right. It's, it's very old, so since 1907. And that's the... definitely part of the hallucinations, because as we we're about to, about to and see... And why do they call a sandwich a hero? I actually don't know. Uh, Somebody can tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at us. Let us know. Yeah, but yeah, please. I definitely think some of these old school feelings because this is a and then this where is they're like eating an old, lunch, yeah, which you a, have the, it's the, a very rustic looking place for sure. And you again, have more you white, got white again flowing in the background and white the, flowers, the drapes, and uh, yep, some, she's wearing white again, white, white again, yep, the whiteness of teeth. I guess <laughs> he he's yeah. about to go back in time even further. So there's there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of feelings about. Uh, uh, older ways, older times. And connection here. So she's saying uh, how she knows. So she guesses he's from Avellino. He says, hey, yeah, how do you know that? She says, well, you look like a guy that came here after the earthquake happened. And there was a famous earthquake in 1980 in Urpina, which uh, had uh, happened in the Avellino region, which put a lot of people out for a while. And to... A lot of the reconstruction and was done by who else? Mafia. Oh, what do you friggin' know? But they, uh, they you know, us. there's no such thing. Forgive me. Forgive <laughs> me for saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you will oh, never again ever admit the existence of this. Again, thing. mention the earthquake, but there's still a beautiful palazzo, beautiful castle, place in the corner of the piazza. And this is definitely one of the r real deeper parts of the show because this is a real insight into Tony's conscious. They hit on this later in the episode when his session with Melfi, when when he talks to Dr. Melfi about this. But it really is, in a lot of ways, and a, very, a very innate thing that a lot of people feel in terms of... Also the white again, fading, mm. fading from her face. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, it's okay. But the the innate kind of feeling a lot of people can connect to of being like a child or like wanting to be nurtured from their mother and those types of those types of feelings that it's hard to explain, but everybody can have some type of, you know, there's always a moment where you could just like wish you could go back and you can be at that stage in life again and you don't have to worry about these things or things can be done again and you can do it the right way or be have a happier childhood or avoid these pitfalls or you know so on and so forth oh I, absolutely T. <laughs> and interesting are you on medication no and no. that's a uh, liar that's but also to go back to that uh jump back to the uh that old scene she was mm -hmm. saying uh about a church and a bell and when the bell rings a bit that means a baby's conceived if you listen closely in that scene you mm -hmm. can hear a bell ringing in the distance mm -hmm. Wanted to just point that out there. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and uh, going back to the dentistry, like I was going at it uh, before, yeah, the uh, the teeth and whatnot. But oh, jumping yep. to the so, Soprano house, sorry. right? So now here we go. That, like we said, it 
couple scenes back when we were talking about Tony in Dr. Melfi's office, one of the reasons that that stands out as kind of interesting is are we to assume now that Tony got out of, and I guess this is possible, but so Tony in the middle of his stupor and his depression and all these things, he got <laughs> out of his robe and his in his mushad, you know, mushad hair and, and all that. He he got out, he went to go see Melfi. He oh, then the hallucinated. Way he comes through the door. It's just. Oh. <laughs> All right. He hallucinated Isabella, and then he came home, got back in his robe, back in his mushad state, with as as Livia mentions, with the breath, referencing that you haven't been out of bed. Right. It kind of in a funny way, oh, but yeah. it's oh, it's an elbow. No, 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 hey, he hasn't gotten out of bed. So what's going on it's, here? Did he get out of bed key, or not? Did key. he leave or not? It's some key stuff. Yeah, the clothing is a. It that's really what it is, is key to this episode if you're if you're gonna watch through and play um uh detective like us on this one and try to figure it out please let us know what you think because yeah there's there's something to it for sure just, the way he's in that same outfit from before and, and just uh, logically speaking which just is a very strange way to conduct your day absolutely and like I said, we know for Bean. sure the Isabella thing is a hallucination because the, she entirely is the hallucination. So at least half of his trip outside didn't take place. Right. So we only don't know if the Melfi part didn't take place. And we also, as we mentioned, have the kind of timeline jumbling of Christopher with the guys who were supposed to hit on, who were supposed to do the hit on Tony right before that took place right so that whole kind of moment is in question and there he goes t back upstairs <laughs> the way he's looking up while walking up the stairs totally just, out of it yeah <laughs> it's great great stuff and olivia i'm never coming out of this house again and then chomps goes back <laughs> uh, goes right back to eating going right back she is such a savage and then just like so, that it's the next and then, day oh a little wind gust we talked about a little wind in another episode, wind mm-hmm. and trees. I think we we went yeah, over we Isabella one, yeah. briefly, but uh, yeah, um, what a wind, huh? And I'd like to mention, as we see Carmela, she is wearing all light blue, correct? Mm-hmm. An all light blue suit. Tony uh, is just now caught seeing it as uh, looking at Isabella, so he thinks, <laughs> and we have the classic moment. He's gonna. She's gonna threaten to cut his dick off here any second now. Right. And again, they have this whole exchange, which is interesting. If you know, if you know how the episode plays out, you know why it's interesting. But we'll get to it in a little bit because there's another reason why it's interesting, and this that is, is where the deleted scene comes in. Right? This is yeah, indeed after this moment is where the deleted right. scene comes in. Yes, yes. This is where the deleted scene. This is where, uh, which is odd because of the placement too, because. Uh, I think there is there is a picture of the scene available with Carmela sitting next to AJ. They have like umbrellas and uh, I think like a sandwich in hand or something. So they're like getting a bite to eat while uh, going suit shopping. And uh, Carmela gives this little story about uh, Tony having toilet paper on his shoe mm-hmm. uh, at, at the first dance or something. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny stuff. But uh, now we are... With Livia and Junior going to see a matinee movie in which you see on the poster, it just says a treat a la matinee. But uh, in the script, actually, we are told they're going to see it's a mad, 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 mad world. I I think I got enough mads in there. Oh, 
mad about you. <laughs> it's a very classic. And another thing that was interesting about that scene is in the next episode, that conversation that just took place is in the recording that the FBI plays for Tony when they're playing for Tony that, you know, they had Green Grove bugged and here's what we have with, you know, Tony or uh, Livia and Junior setting up the hit on you. So that's a little interesting. Was it a miscue or was this part of the hallucination somehow? Was Junior wired up or was Livia wired up? How did they get that? Right. So that's just something kind of interesting to uh, consider because they are told or Tony is told that the wire is just in Green Grove. But that conversation didn't take place in Green Grove. Right. And then also going to the maid, telling Tony about his appointment. And I believe Carmela's out. That's when Carmela's out getting, going suit shopping, which... She was saying early, like early on mm-hmm. in the episode, she was going suit shopping like when Tony's first in bed. So it's very odd mixture of this timeline as as we've mentioned. Tiny Tears now and, uh, is once again playing. And he was in the robe outfit also as well in the bed before, now in a different outfit and Isabella gone. But the wind still persisting with Tiny Tears playing and Tony getting his orange juice, which uh, many have noted on this fact that... Uh, Big nod to uh, some Godfather, mm-hmm. for those familiar. Mm-hmm. When uh, the Godfather, when he gets a very similar situation, attempted hit on his life, and he has a bag of oranges that goes spilling into the street. So is this matter? Is this is this supposed to be the end of the hallucination, where the beginning of the hallucination took place in the shower with the song? Are we? Because Tony does mention later on in this episode that when. These guys are trying to kill at him. Everybody, every bone in his body was, you know, fighting to be alive. So right. is that kind of why, uh, you know, a kind of wink, wink of, of what that's about? It's hard to say because as we're pointing out, things don't exactly match up on this uh, <laughs> on this timeline. Yeah, things just aren't it. And by the way, I, I, I'm also sorry to say this is drastically unrealistic that these two guys can't pull this off yeah they're, they're doing some like stormtroopers shooting yeah this is bad I, i'm yeah, so, like you know. it this is again one of those things i love the show i love the creators of the show i'm not critiquing them in terms of no one's going to be perfect but there's some people <laughs> who are like oh no everything's perfect well you know you yeah. can't say anything you know wrong. what like, I, in his defense he did get him in the ear a bit so <laughs> he did but the whole thing how did... he winged them <laughs> Polly Polly says it and now we're to the hospital Tony crashes his car surviving and the attempted Carmela wearing the all light blue suit which we saw her wearing in the hallucination back at the house when she was threatening to cut Tony's dick off so that's right. interesting right exactly I believe that in, in that deleted scene photo that is what she's wearing mm-hmm. so if that gives any indicator of some timeline who knows I personally, I I may have mentioned this before, but as this scene in the hospital takes place and Tony's telling everybody that he's fine, I've always thought that this hospital room just hit me a little bit odd. We've talked about how there's some... Let's see the time. 5.45, assuming this is the same... It was the same day as before because there was the other clock showing like 2.30 something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is all within a few hour window, are we to assume? Or is this all... Or is this the next day, I guess? So this is the next, so this yes, is the next morning, it's, right? It's supposed to be. Right, because they had dinner and then, yeah. It, c- it, could, be, it could be before. two days later because... who knows what the fucking hallucination shit, yeah, when, when what happens. Right, it could be the same day, it could be the next day, it could be two days later. It's really hard to say. Exactly. And again, 
to go back this room kind of gives that old school hospital room feel kind of like we talked about with that you know the chemists and the donut shop some of those old school feels and the and out to lunch with isabella and uh i don't know i've this conversation that agent harris is having strikes me as a little bit odd and the way carmella just shoehorns herself in there and tony's like suddenly like powerless to keep her out of the conversation right right. it just strikes me as a little this seems (laughs) kind of fishy great for harris just weaseling himself in just to you know like, yeah all right, we gotta make our move you know before you before this guy's dead and we got nothing <laughs> it's very i don't know it, it just it, it doesn't sit with me all too well in terms of being not part of the hallucination but you would think the hallucination's over now so it's uh, <laughs> you're a kid a kid in the tree in a tree house <laughs> great call mm-hmm. line from this episode along with the uh Cut your dick off, <laughs> but um, that suit she is that she's wearing is nice. I gotta give it to her. It is a nice blue. It is very blue. I'm wondering if there's any significance to that as well with the with the white. You know, because mm-hmm. if they're going so far as to do all the white uh, as, a, as a symbol, and know anybody, you know, uh, blue is calming. You know, maybe Tony Soprano. No calm, things that calm. come with it. But yeah. Oh, you prick. <laughs> and, this... and the blue shoes. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's a head to toe yeah. blue. Wow. Yeah. Something there. And now to AJ and Meadow in the uh, waiting area hall. And uh, the poster behind them. Safe families. Everybody needs. Classic shot. Great. Syl and Pauly strutting down the hall. <laughs> and and by the way, we believe, right, uh, AJ's eating. What, what, he's eating some street food. It came from the city. Oh, and you know what? That's that's uh, that's where he's holding into the deleted scene photo. Actually, I believe that's he's holding like aluminum foil like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, hard to say. So exactly it's like they it came is, right but... from that uh, deleted scene, or and supposed of them going shopping. But uh, AJ don't believe it's carjacking. Yeah, this is a smart kid. <laughs> this is a uh, touching moment here. Touching moment between the two. You know. Because AJ's AJ's still he's a thirteen year old kid at this mm-hmm. point, you know. That's uh, pretty tough for a kid to be taking all that in, you know. Yeah. And uh, now we are at Green Grove. Look at Olivia. Is it? I don't, I don't know. It just hit me right now. Not to not to be uh, not to be filthy, but her legs maroon. <laughs> Jesus, she's like a deer with those things. Oh, <laughs> maroon. I mean, keep it shut, lady. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Hey, hold on, hold on. This is a, this is a, uh, what do they call that? That's like a dominant, dominant stance. Right, that's what I guess what they're going for, yeah. Because see, Livia is clearly the dominant one. Yeah, the power position. Yeah. Oh, totally. See, and she's like, we got to go see him, of course. Yeah, she's, she's calling she's, the she's shots. Calling yeah. she's... <laughs> no, no, and definitely. Sobbing. She makes herself uh, big. She's, she's playing, playing yeah. victim as well. She's, oh, what a character. She like. is incredible. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, insane. You, they and hate also, her because she did such a great job of playing the character. Something I meant to mention to you as well. So this scene here, obviously, it's a, I think they call this like a sunroom, like this type of room mm-hmm. with all the windows in it like that because the sun will be shining in like that. But uh, along with that white uh, and whatnot going on before, it, like makes me feel this light, like you know, this yeah. kind of like uh, 
surviving the hit and everything. And there's almost seeing this scene with, with Chris Turning, there's like a almost a glare in the camera, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised they wouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, clipped that out. But it almost seems intentional at that point that they wanted that glow, that that I, lightness. And by the way, he's now referencing being, uh, you know, uh, getting in the way of those guys who mm-hmm. uh, were putting the hit on Tony, which kind of uh, makes say, no... Did he say Nutley? I, forget, I missed it. Oh. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I but, think he said Nutley. But like we said, we talked about earlier how the timeline of that hit didn't really make sense, so it really seemed like that was a hallucination, but Christopher said he was there. Right. So what the fuck? Right. So what the fuck? Timeline do not check out. Pat, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, where's the Gabagool? Where's Meadow with the Gabagool? Get it in there. Season one is really packed with so many incredible moments, so many memeable moments. Let's Christopher's stand out. hat. Yeah, where, very who, interesting. Who, who, who do we who do we blame for that hat? Yeah, I, you know he was down, he was down the shore. He was fishing, so I mean, I guess Danny, it makes sense. Danny but oof, bottom. That is just something. And it's, it's you know it's, a, that, it's just great great wardrobe and that uh, that's not part touch. of the hallucination that is not part of this is, <laughs> <laughs> like are you kidding me really yeah, I feel yeah, like they should have put figured. that in, they should have put that in the hallucination but uh yeah and June and Liv just playing up the act right now <laughs> just cracking heads crack skulls out there Father Intentola coming for the fucking food nah, I'm not on this the fucking guy. Oh my god! I don't know his his the way he just shows up in the house, and it's like not weird within the. I mean, Tony finds it weird, but the way that Carmela sandwich lady, the way that Carmela doesn't ever find it weird that he just shows up like oh well. The next yeah, episode, she's... he's in the house, but when Carmela comes home and he's there, and he's he's just there. Oh, and the maid line, of yeah, the, yeah, what, yeah. Well, I think the maid the maid lets the FBI in, so I don't know. That's a great point. That's a good measure. If you're going to let them the FBI, how you're not going <laughs> to let them, Father Phil? Gabagool, Grandma. Don't eat it. And then this shit, Junior. And then I love this, the, the little cheers to Junior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what shit-eating green has got on. Gabagool, over here. One of Sylvia's most classic lines, the tapping on the table, just absolute. Oh, yeah. We... You know, we talk about our Twitter account. We we've gotten some uh, some big tweets out of multiple moments from this episode alone, and that was one of them. Right. Had a had a nice a nice fun tweet with that uh, gabagool over here. And also, we get Livia confusing Meadow for uh, Conchetta, her I believe her sister. Right. Mm-hmm. It would be Livia's sister who had who has been deceased, I believe, or some something of the sort. Or no, is Conchetta. No, she's the one that goes with Livia end of season two, right? That's that's the one who goes with her. Satima is the other one who she confused metal for in the other S- scene S- as well. Satima. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, yelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's when she's the, wandering the around other, the house. I guess yeah. another one of Liv's sisters, but uh, little signs of uh, her being a little forgetful, you know, maybe just mm-hmm. playing it off, you mm-hmm. know? But uh, Liv, Liv being good there, and uh, we got... Carm dropping Tony to Melfi now. And I'm sorry, how how is anybody going to tell me that this is not weird? Even within the context of the of what the show is and what's been explained, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I think uh, especially Carm being so pissed that the psychiatrist is a, is is a woman, and then the way she just like is dropping him with her and just like glaring over at it. It's just, it 
<laughs> it's hilarious. It's like the way karm is. It's like oh god. Because when when did when do they go in for their first the uh, the one together? That was like I think that's, that's like season three. Th- yeah, late say, three. Right? Yeah. yeah, or maybe even the middle of it. So it's yeah. like kind of crazy how like you know Carmela has some interaction, but it's still not you know mm-hmm. in that in that office with him until that much later on. Mm-hmm. But I, so. I also think those scars on Tony's face are kind of funny. It's the way it, they, it's weird. The they, way look, they look like a blood splat, but I guess it's yeah. I guess some bullet fragment. I yeah, guess, guess. nicked him on the on the cheek there, but uh, it is it is pretty brutal looking. They you know they made a very tough look for him. You know to you know they they couldn't just Van go him there and just be mm-hmm. like all right, you're losing a little bit of a ear here. <laughs> yeah, him with a cigarette versus a cigar is always such a jarring. Yeah, like when he takes it me. from Janice in the, yeah. in the ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a. It's like it's a, a fucking crayon on, but, for him. Oh yeah, and that bear paw of his of a hand. Oh yeah. And uh, so Melfi talking with Tony, and still it hasn't been revealed about Isabella. Well, not being there. Right and here, he's he's making the the comment that we referenced earlier that you know it was a nice jolt to the system. Right, getting that'll give you a nice jolt, which, yeah. he, which he needed, which is uh you know. So, like we said, was that what was the end of the hallucination? It's very possible that the hallucination makes sense, and they just plant some things in there to distort the viewer to make it not make sense to us. I mean, it's very possible that it does start in the shower and end when. He, you know, he's getting hit, uh, you know, they're trying to kill him. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I but it's also very was... possible that they just intentionally it's... made it fucked up. Because, <laughs> you know, David Chase, he loved giving us the finger. Yeah. And there she is. I... There's Isabella. Telling me about Avelino. Getting mentioned. Right? Yep. And, uh, but see, so... Right, so she's talking about Avelino, and then he tells... See, it's it's funny because it's like he's telling it's it is this inception moment because right. of hallucination within hallucination, right? Because <laughs> that's what that's what Tony has with that stone, uh, old Italy uh, Italian looking. That's uh, exactly house. what that is. Because right, it's a total yeah. Because hallucination that, in, inside of hallucination. Yeah, so we're we're really going deep layered here. So when you consider that he had a hallucination within hallucination, direct confirmed for Nolan. Right, right, right. But when you consider that we had that confirmed, which it's, we, we should have mentioned that then, but it's very true. That was a hallucination within the hallucination because the lunch never took place. So the, his dream at that lunch was exactly what, you know, what we just said. So when you consider that we have that confirmed, then you can call the whole goddamn thing back into question. The whole episode is like, it, it, it's like you said, Inception, you know, right. it's a uh And it's funny that so Melfi kind of vibe. explains, explains that hallucination at least Mm -hmm. that he is the baby that she's nursing there and we'll get a bit more insight from her later when we do find out more about uh the truth about isabella it's also kind of strange this isn't not up for debate because he clearly does but it's also kind of strange that he so vividly remembers his hallucinations that's true yeah especially being on all that yeah yeah it's kind of just like a little bit of a like a hole i guess they will. they remembered enough enough details if anything maybe but but you get what i mean it's not something you would usually yeah remember such yeah. uh yeah 
Now we have... And a, this is fucking hysterical. I'm sorry. AJ, AJ going to his first formal. So he got his suit. He's got his girl. And he's got some chaperones as well. <laughs> and the faces <laughs> the two of them have. It's peak. And uh, AJ ain't getting that drink, though. Which oh, yeah. I don't get. They're going to take him in this nice-ass fucking limo. And it's like, come on. They're not going to give the kid a little fucking bump. Come on. Give him a drink. Oh, my give God. Give him something. I love that he knows whiskey. that it's whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and then assuming that it is whiskey. Junior busting it's in. It's probably not whiskey, actually. Uh, probably scotch. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Hey, it could have been. Well, I guess it's actually it's not their limit. Scotch so whiskey. What, yeah. Scotch whiskey. It's, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Junior busting in with a AO. What is that? Did I see a members only jacket? Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Hum diddy hum diddy hum. Interesting style. For those familiar it's a blue with, one, with a but nevertheless. members only jacket. We see a few actually on various casts. Uh, you see a blue one on Richie April as well in his fierce sighting. But uh Livia playing the uh you know, she playing stupid or not stupid, is she is she losing their mind or not? We don't know. Cools. Cools. Got Junior set off and Tony is now in the backyard, not flowing through the fence. <laughs> it's funny too that he's kind of leaning on the fence because, yeah, right. As we said, interesting. Kind of just, yeah, yeah, floated through before. Now he's and the archway. Where is that archway? Because you see, it looks like a different archway. Yeah, this one looks more right? brown, right? Right, wasn't it? It was a white, yeah, rounded was, one. Now that's kind one. of like a triangle peak mm-hmm. kind of there. Mm-hmm. Got something point. going on here, D. Something's Something not adding up. A, something's afoot. Oh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a little rounded. Well, it looks yeah. different to me. No, definitely. Because the other one was white, 100%. Yeah. And uh, Kuz don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's a joke. <laughs> you know, Isabella, the dental student staying over. I love this You don't know back. that joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. From the old country. You never heard that Carmella one? Carmella in this outfit. Oof. Oh, yeah. Going this, from the... I think it's her best the, look. From the blue to the purple. So. Yeah. Full but, purple. Uh, right. And so now they're, like you said, with these full colors. Working that core. Oh, yeah. This is cut her best look. It's a shame off, we don't get much of it. If she wasn't going to cut off his dick now... Now that you told, now you told them. Oh, <laughs> and you got no, uh, no, no clothes hanging. Uh-huh. All that stuff uh, that, that Isabella that tent awning was thing. There. Tent, yeah, that's not good. Tent. And I'm like thinking, what the fuck am I trying to think of? Tent. Thank God. And this is there was no Isabella. Th- this uh, this this phone call to me is one of the stronger endings that this that the entire series has. The way yeah. it ends with the song. And like I said, with the with these uh, second to last episodes of these seasons, they just really are like a pow, like really set you up for that final finale episode. Really love it. Great mm-hmm. work, Sopranos writers. David Chase, you outdid yourself. This, uh, this. This is the, we get to this part of the episode, and I just like I, I I want there to be more because I just want I just want clarification. Just just want David Chase to pop up on the screen. Give me a rundown. All right, here's what you just fucking watched. Now you still not have, I have like a whiteboard. Just start drawing out like the timeline. Oh my But uh, we have the revelation: Isabella wasn't there. Mm-hmm. No such thing as Isabella. But we're going back to that. Uh, 
that nurturing mother issue. Always and comes back Tony's to Tony's mother talking about the infanticide and throwing babies out the windows. So uh, you know, there's a lot a uh, lot there with the mm-hmm. with the Tony wanting this strong mother figure like an Isabella, and then we get bum 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 bum. I Feel Free by Kareem. Yes, indeed. Great song to end out the episode and mm-hmm. head into season 13. Truly season, truly one of my favorite 13. episodes. Uh, yeah. Episode hey, you know what? If you're not gonna go season to, 13. They go to yeah. season 13, I'll oh. fucking take it, eh? We'll take season 13 of The Sopranos. But yeah, definitely one of my favorite episodes in the entire series. We hope that uh, you kind of got your mind melded and twisted and jumbled up with this episode like us the meeting of minds on this if you uh if you have anything to point out with the episode that we missed or if you had if something that we said rang a bell triggered something anything by all means because this this is a lot uh, to chew on this episode for sure we feel this is my pandora's box i feel it's one maybe breezed over because people just write off that that oh okay tony's hallucinating so what but then really digging in there's some meat in those bones yeah because exactly i think you you really hit it i think because you get to the realization that most of the episode is a hallucination people are just willing to just kind of forget it and i think some of the you know a lot of fans are just crazy about like the <laughs> mafia shoot people yeah. stuff so this kind of has an element of that towards the end but you know that's what makes it a very important episode because this is where so much of moving forward jumps off of this point from the entire you know the entire argument or standoff that tony has with livia in season two comes from this exact moment so Absolutely. it's a huge yeah. episode from that standpoint totally irregardless irregardless of all the hallucination stuff and all that stuff that we were just pointing out <laughs> right yeah i feel like it's similar with like the dream episode some people write those off because they feel oh it's not real so like what does it mean it doesn't mean shit whatever same you know similar i guess with that so a drug effect like that it would have that similar kind of feel like you know like uh why does it matter that much but I think you get that deep look into the psyche which similar with this dream stuff you get this you know uh, so with Isabella, I feel like we get this kind of psyche to Tony wanting this nurturing mother figure and uh, not getting that from Livia at all. Actually getting the quite opposite. She's putting out a fucking hit on him. So, <laughs> and because you know what? It, it, it's like the thing is, it's even beyond season two, even past Livia's presence in the show, you go all the way, I mean, really throughout the entire show, but even you go into season five from in uh in camelot right fran feldstein the entire episode that that's really it's a deep cut it kind of gets to it towards the end of the episode but that whole episode really is about tony refusing to blame johnny and putting all the blame on livia absolutely and his him like the way he's lying to himself at the end just to just you know just justify it yeah it's to to the guys like oh you should have seen it you know she oh yeah Artie, she was good. Like, wait, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's so great. Nice, huh? <laughs> it's so great because in that episode, um, Doctor Melfi says to Tony, "You know, you, we, we I, f- I forgot exactly what she says, but you know, we, we really harped on her in here, and she's had her flaws. She's not a perfect woman. She did all she did, but you know, you have to forgive her and you have to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's such a 
this is the jumping off point for that because basically up until this point Tony wasn't really willing to accept that Livia was a bad presence he wasn't willing to accept that he could be um you know a non nurturing son to his mother because right. of what she did to him right but it's yeah it's just very interesting that this is one of the the really big moments where he's going to start to change the way he he viewed things and everything right. from that moment on is going to be a little bit on, John, fault. on johnny's end as well right right and yeah, right he it's has not, it's not all good to be livia yeah but and and you know yeah put it on on, on both of them actually yeah it's, it's kind of that's what it is it's kind of more respect for johnny and disdain for livia mm-hmm. and you know also kind of protecting her and wanting to please her and whatnot mm-hmm. and Johnny not being there as well, I guess that's who he has to please. He mm-hmm. can't really please Johnny in that uh, respect. So does that as well. But speaking of in Kamala, I'm thinking if uh, people like this commentary, I think we may have our next one up. That sounds like one. Uh, there you go. Well, well, that sounds like a nice one to do if, uh, if we do another one of these commentary ones. Definitely. So by all means, like we said, we'd we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to know what you're thinking, how you thought this episode went. If you want us to do more, which episodes you want us to hit on, give us the whole rundown. We, as always, appreciate you listen, listening to this whole podcast with us. And I don't know. Thank you sir, so much. Anything else to add? Uh, appreciate you fine listeners um not much else uh thank you for listening to this uh podcast keep watching the sopranos eat some cannolis uh you know <laughs> get some gabagool in you and go fuck yourself vinegar, no, just vinegar peppers and uh you know and uh that's about it yes we'll be, we'll be back soon enough folks all right Take care of yourself. Thank you.